I think the more of us that tell our story, honestly, I really truly believe that the world will change when women start sharing their stories and start listening to each other. Welcome to What's Her Story, the podcast for ambitious women who are ready to use their story as a catalyst for change. I'm your host, Erica Akingwe, bestselling author, content strategist, and author coach to high-achieving, globally-minded women. I started this podcast because, honestly, I'm nosy. Every time I see a woman shining, living aligned and abundant in life and business, I wonder, ooh, what's her story? I know this. Women who believe in themselves and their story are better equipped to help others transform. So if you're ready to connect over honest conversations and be inspired by other impact-driven women, you're in the right place. Sit back, relax, and welcome to the What's Your Story podcast. Welcome back, y'all. I am really excited about it being summer. And with that, I am doing a summer author series. The next eight or so women that you're going to hear are authors. And I really want to highlight their stories and what brought them to write their books, what compels them to share their story, to take all that they've experienced, their expertise, their challenges, their successes, and put it into a book and what opportunities that is open up for them. If you are an author or an aspiring author, I know you're going to get inspiration from them. And if you're not an author and you haven't considered writing your book, you're still going to love hearing their stories because these women are just incredible and their stories are going to inspire you to really look at your story and see how much it matters. Because as you know, women who believe in themselves and in their story are better equipped to help others transform. And that's what we're here doing, using our stories as catalysts for change. So first one up in this summer author series is Susie Hodges. We connected over a year ago and she is one of my aligned and abundant author students clients, friends. She is writing an incredible book. I can't wait for you to hear our conversation about really honoring her process and being in alignment with what she needs in this time as she writes. And let me read her bio because you're going to get why I love this woman so much. Just very well-rounded in depth of her view in the world and justice, and then also her love for adventure. I just, I love all the things that she does. So here she is. Susie Hodges has over 20 years in education, is national board certified, and has a PhD in multicultural education. Currently, she is an adjunct professor at Western Washington University in City U, as well as an author. She has taught in elementary and middle school, general and gifted education, public and private school, and in Washington, Colorado, and California. She received her doctorate from University of Washington and her MIT from New College of California. Her research interests include racial identity development for white teachers and interrupting white supremacy cultural norms in educational spaces. 
But more importantly, she loves adventure, hearing people's stories, and is constantly growing and evolving on this life's journey. She loves the mountains and can be found there any time of year, snowboarding, mountain biking, or hiking. She loves her people dearly and always has room for more in her circle of love. Susie's incredible. I am really excited to introduce our conversation together. So without further ado, here you go. Hello, Susie. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Hello, Erica. Hello. I am so excited to have you on the show for many reasons. One is like, I I don't know how this happens. I'm always blown away. Like I attract the most amazing friends, most amazing clients. And you are one of those that I just like pinched myself that we've been in each other's lives for over a year now. You yeah. are absolutely brilliant. You're also Thanks. hilarious. Like you're just like all the things that I really admire. I'm like, oh. so I'm really excited to have you today. And you are like a seasoned podcaster. So it just like is all very natural. It's so wonderful. So we'll see. We'll see. For- <laughs> I just Not usually on this side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, for those who do not know you yet, I would love for you to introduce yourself. Who is Susie Hodges? Okay. Um, I'm Susie Hodges. I am um, an educator and recently, like what now, two years ago, left the classroom. My mother passed away. It'll actually be two years on Wednesday. Oh, wow. Yeah. And a lot happened. And so I decided to leave the classroom and take a year off and figure out some things and process no longer having a mother. So um, that's what I've been working on recently. I also snowboard and mountain bike. And I play the drums, and I'm an adjunct professor at Western Washington University. And I love teaching people who are going to become teachers, being able to talk to them about how do you do it well in a world that is crazy. <laughs> so valuable. And specifically, <laughs> like, what kind of classes do you teach? I think that also gives a picture mm-hmm. of who you are and your values. Yes, yes, yes. I teach social justice education and I teach secondary in the program where people are going to become secondary educators. So like sixth through 12th grade. Mm-hmm. But social justice education is kind of central focus no matter what the content area I is teaching it. So I teach secondary adolescent development, philosophy of education, and then the social justice education class and a few classes in the graduate program in their like capstone they have to do like a capstone research project and they help guide them through that process it's fine yeah Yeah. and so fitting you know as a longtime classroom educator to then get to step into a role of teaching teachers how to bring equity and inclusion Mm -hmm. into the classroom Mm -hmm. and it just says so much about your values of education yes but like education well and holistically for a student who 
obviously students' minds are still developing all the way through, I don't know, 18, oh, yeah. 20. And so such a powerful position to be in or impactful is maybe a better word than yeah. powerful. It's both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and in all of this, like you've experienced so much in the world and in the classroom and then personally, like I, you know, through mom's anniversary passing, I'm so sorry. I know that that's just been like as if the pandemic didn't shake our worlds enough. Like that is like yeah. to a core, like on the personal level to lose someone. And that's where our, our worlds really collided. Like that's where we yes. met. Like both of us kind of down in the trenches of what is life? What is going on? Here? Yes, How do we yes, navigate yes. this? And then last year when I opened the line independent author, you were like one of the first people to like raise your hand and be like, yes, me, let's do this. Yes. Um, and I think it says so much when we experience really tough things and mm -hmm. say, I'm going to turn this mess into something that makes sense for myself, that is impactful for other people too. And so I love that we've been able to spend this year together. We really wanted to dive into your experience in writing a book as a process for healing and holding mm -hmm. space for that healing's not like on a timeline like we want to right. say, okay, we we have 30 days to figure it out or one day, you know, we do all this arbitrary deadlines. Time management. Yes. yes. Like yes. I'm going to finish a book in six months. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and be like, okay, you know what? A better goal is to, I'm going to hold space for the journey to unfold as it needs to. And a book will be at the end. And that's like that classic saying, the end result of the, the goal is not the goal. It is who we get to become in the process. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. So in, in the aligned author process, the first part is align. And I am curious, what are your top three or top values that you hold in life and that also come out in your writing? Okay, um, for sure, justice are people taken care of in a way where they can lead happy, quality, dynamic lives. Justice, friendship, community. Do you have people that will help you when you need it and support you when things are going great? Did you say three? I just threw out three. If you have more than okay. three. I might only have two. Um, no, but also like, I think this goes along with justice because going through the writing process, I feel like I've actually been able to think about this question a lot and been answered because going through and rereading everything that was happening, one of the things about like just living in a society that prioritizes white supremacy, cultural norms, and capitalism over its people has really got me thinking about like all these social norms that we especially women I mean I can't speak to men but for me women have these like unsustainable irrational norms that we're supposed to follow and then we do and then we mm -hmm. still get screwed at the end so like what 
are the point of these norms and how do we live outside of them and still be taken seriously and respected? Well, I don't know what that value necessarily is called, but that also, I guess, like pushing back, I guess, or question critically thinking. Yeah. You always strike me as kind of a rebel, but like in a way, like you're just saying, like critical thinking, like why is thinking for ourselves rebellious? Like, so even though there's a conversation right? around that, but I do see you like there's a value of questioning. You do a lot of research and you mm-hmm. help like future educators and students ask better questions. So there mm-hmm. is like that questioning value for sure. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I love how you're able to not only articulate your values, but see them in every day, like in different areas of your life, whether it's while you're writing and you're processing your own thoughts or you're teaching or you are out in the world with your friends and your community, like these definitely show up. And there's so much power in being able to say, oh, these are my values because we can show up more authentically and fully knowing that we don't have to embody like all you know thousands of values that there are in the world it's like how do we really honor and prioritize our own values in a way that's nourishing to us yes a hundred percent and honors who we are who we were and who we want to become regardless of what's pushing us from the outside what do we want internally and how do we bring it to the world? Mm-hmm. So powerful. That really leads into that next step we go through is refining. Like, okay, mm-hmm. what is our core message? Like, what is it that we really want to say? We could write a book about literally anything. And you're yeah. brilliant. So you could write about like a hundred things that because you have that curious mind. Like you could, I could totally see you going down a rabbit full of like one really niche topic and writing a whole book that's powerful. So in this process, what did you land on for this book? What is your core message? Okay, so for this book, the core message, I think, (laughs) don't crash that, is that we're not alone and that growth requires community. I hope that comes through in the book. Also, like loss is really hard and you don't know how hard it is until you have to experience it. And it's literally like one second you're fine and the next second your world gets turned upside down. And it's just like, um, how do you process, number one, what happened and then do it, like become this new iteration of yourself? And I did not do it well. And so I like the message I would like to share is that we're going to be sloppy. It's going to be messy. We might not know. And also help is everywhere, whether it's a friend or a book or another family member or time to yourself or asking other people questions or finding other people who have similar experiences. Like support is out there. You are not alone. I totally thought I was alone for a really long time. And then it took a while to figure out. And actually, I am not. That's beautiful. 
That's so interesting since it's also a book about the year that you took off of work, your gap year. Yeah. And it is kind of a solo journey. And yet for it to be about all the guides and support that you had along the way is so beautiful. It's like a juxtaposition between are you really on a solo journey or are you on a journey that brings you to new people totally. and places and right thoughts? That's beautiful. Like it's a, like a transition, like leaving one space and finding a new one. And you think you're alone because transition change is hard. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah. I remember when we were working on like a subtitle and I know it's all in in flux but like a loss and love and Mm -hmm. holding the both the grief and the growth Mm -hmm. and just how one ending is also a new beginning beginning yes and it's so universal and totally (laughs) yeah I just I can't wait for all the people that are going to get to read this and be like me too Yes. Like, yes. I'm not yes. alone. Ooh, like, yes. I got chills just thinking about that. We are seen and heard when we can hear other people's stories and be like, oh, crap, I thought that was just me. Yes. That's exactly when somebody reads my book, I want them to be like, what you just said. Oh, me too. I'm not alone. Yes. And we do dive into, you know, in that same refining is like, who is it for? Mm -hmm. Which can kind of be what's typically taught, which I find very cliche is like, you need to identify, oh, how old is this person? And what is their job? And where do they live? It's like very external, circumstantial, arbitrary things. Like Mm -hmm. what I try to help us dive into is, okay, what is this internal conflict that they're going through? What is the external conflict? What is their desire at a deeper level? Because we all have needs on an internal desire. And then we also have the external thing like, oh, we want um, more friends or more peace or more fun or something there. And then we have this bigger picture, like a philosophical existential desire of we want to make an impact in the world. We want to have a more just world, you know, these bigger picture things. So. Who do you see your book as, okay, if I could catch this one person embodied in this, what would they be needing to hear or wanting to hear? Well, I think mainly my book is for women who have feelings. Mm, I love it. And and like, don't think other women have the same feelings. So I think like through all of this and like just growing up a woman in the United States, It feels like we've been put in boxes to serve others and to compete against each other. Because if we all came together, oh, would those men in charge be worried? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So, like, I feel like while our situation may be similar or completely different, the emotions and feelings and frustrations and stress that come out of situations are similar. So to like have opportunities to hear other women's stories and feelings. So like, okay, so say someone who reads my book, their mom hasn't passed away and they don't think their book, my book is for them, but it is because it's still like 
we all go through these transitions and changes and feelings and we don't know how to like explain them or understand them or share them because it's scary to share scary feelings like especially when you don't even know what they are or how to explain them so that's who my book is for women we feel I love that and I also love that you really honored your process like what you felt you needed at that time was like I'm taking a year off that goes outside of a lot of boxes right yeah of productivity of like what about your title and what about your security and you said no this is what I need this is as much as I know right now and part of the thing is like most of us don't really know much of anything and so realizing like let me just do what I feel and honor that and give myself space and that gives other women permission to march to the beat of their own drum and say this is just what I need in this season period I don't even have to explain it to you you don't have to understand it Mm -hmm. this is what I'm doing yeah that is powerful that permission to honor yourself Mm -hmm. is very radical yeah very rebellious (laughs) I never thought about it that way but yes which goes right into the writing process so what I wanted us to like or for you to share us to dive into is embracing the process mm-hmm. and holding space for a healing journey first and impact second. Is you're writing your book, but yep. Can you share like what is part of your process? You've been writing it for a year. Yeah. And so it has been really multi-layered. So can you just share about your process? <clears throat> sure. So I also did start this book before my gap year was over. So I was journaling every day on my year off. And then I went back and reread my journal. And the first time I reread it, I was just thinking about the four things that I had considered losses in a very short amount of time. COVID pretty much killed my motivation to do my job. It was so hard and the governor was just so confused also and demanding and then just asking for these things that just seemed out of the realm of logic and seeing teachers as humans so that was one and then my mom passed away and then the guy I was dating at the time we were on a trip and we had had a really long discussion about what my next steps were and so I decided to quit my job so then I quit and then like a week later, we broke up. <laughs> so, so like these four things. So I went yeah. through and I read my journal for those four things. And then while I was doing that, I was like writing down all these other notes. I'm like, oh, well, this is talking about listening to the universe. And this is talking about friendships. And this is talking about grief. And this is talking about just me and my thoughts. And this is about a trip and this, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. So then I went through and I went through those notes and then I reread my journal again, coding for those notes. And now I'm rereading it again as I'm transcribing the journal entries to my Google Doc. So in this process, like the first time when I was just writing my journal entries, I didn't know what the hell was going on. So I was just, 
and I'm not an experienced journaler, so I didn't even know what journal was supposed to look like. So I just sometimes it was like I'd write about how I was feeling about something. Sometimes it's literally just this is what I did, and then I did this, and then I did this, and then I did this. So it's kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but writing it, I was floating through time. I was like kind of just going through motions just to kind of survive, to be quite honest. Like mm-hmm. I have these gratitude things that I write what I'm grateful for. And some mornings it was just like, I'm grateful I woke up this morning. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful I only cried twice today. Oh, like, you know, just yes. kind of moving through. And then the second and third times I was reading it and coding it, it was just like, or I guess the first and second times I was rereading it, I was like, man, was so sad. Mm-hmm. How did I manage in a body, heart, mind, and soul that sad? And like, at what point did I ask for help and where did I find it? It's literally like watching someone from the outside or like you watching a friend and you're just like, what is happening? Why are they doing it? And when is it going to stop? And not knowing how to hold a hand or offer support because you really have no idea what is happening. And they don't know because losing your mom is like, I don't even know how to explain it because she was the only mom I had. Yeah. And she was there and then she wasn't. And she was like, I mean, I can't even tell you how many times after she died, I would like pick up my phone and go, I got to call my mom. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Anyway, this has been the process. So the healing part is I is just the rereading and like being able to see myself then from the perspective of now. And how do I use the tool that I'm gaining now to help me understand who she was? And how do I like move forward? So this iteration of myself continues to help her, but also other people who are feeling just completely swimming in the chaos. So I think that this book, if nothing else becomes of this book, at least I helped me oh. heal and grow. Yeah. For one thing, it's going to help thousands of people heal and grow. And cool. you getting to experience that firsthand first what a gift to yeah. yourself. Yeah. And to approach it with curiosity and compassion, because like we always say that hindsight is twenty twenty, but the fact that you took the time, even in brokenness and grief, to journal is such a gift because sometimes we want to like gloss over the hard part and be like, oh, I don't want to document this. I want to forget about it. But then to give ourselves the gift of reflection, you know, in the process yeah. is so helpful, healing, mm-hmm. beautiful. And then to pass that gift to somebody else. So many of the things that we do is for other people. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, let's, let's help them. Let's save face. Let's stay in status quo and everything. But like when we can do something for ourselves first and say, I'm going to hold space for myself like I hold space for others. Mm-hmm. That's a lesson in itself. Totally. Yes. And that's what I'm ironing. My therapy went deep and hard during that year. And it's like still powering through. So I am learning so much about so many things about healing and being kind to yourself and self-compassion and just being able to have those tools and not be mad at myself, my past self. 
don't know. It's really, it is interesting. And I think that it is valuable. And it took me so many decades of life to get there. And I would not have gotten there without guidance. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I'm glad I've been able to be a part of this. I've said from the beginning, and then you've just completely embodied, like, writing a book is transformational first for the writer. Like, the opportunities that we get to uncover stuff and dive a little deeper with curiosity and be like, huh, why have I thought that my whole life? Or why did I act this way or choose this or whatever? It's so transformational. It's so powerful. And then second, it's transformational for the reader because they get like all the juicy parts. It's like when we're gold mining, which I'm not speaking from my experience. I've I've done other things where you're like, you have to dig a lot and it's really dirty, but then you get that one gem and you're like, oh, that was worth it because it's, you know, worth thousands of dollars or it's priceless or whatnot. It's that whole journey. And then someone else benefits from the nugget that's worth everything. Yeah. All of it. Um, yes. I love in this process that like last week on our author coaching call, you were trying to figure out this next process of, you know, you've gone through your journals a couple times. What does the next part look like to actually bring this to the document? How does it look as a book? And we were able to dig into your process as a researcher. Mm-hmm. And I love that what you innately do in your life and, you know, between professor and an educator and just researcher and question asker, where we're able to use what you do in other areas of your life to apply to the writing process. Mm-hmm. So how is what you do as a researcher going to support you in the writing part? Well. I think if I had not had all the experience in grad school researching and writing a dissertation, I have no idea how I would have even tried to do that. If you have a lot of information, it's almost like Google for your life for a whole year. Yeah. I mean, so much, so many pages. And like the journal part is what I've been going through. But then there's the whole like travel part. And all the places I went, all the people I met, and all of the cool things I did, and all the things that I learned. And it was just, it was a lot. And I think that the way my mind works, the only way to take that big giant pool of information is to organize it in categories and then go through each category with a question like, why did I do it this way? What was the change from the beginning to the end after 365 days of? writing. Yeah. I love that you could pull out your experience with vast amounts of information and then narrow it down with great questions. Mm-hmm. And everyone's writing experience is different. And I think that aligned and abundant things like goes back to aligning with what do we do naturally? Like why would we try to force ourselves into a different kind of process? Yeah. So being able to dig into now it makes sense. Like you have this like color coded. I love all the like, they're not even sticky notes. They're like, what are those like tabs? Like little tabs. Yeah. Yeah. Like you have all of the, I know they're so cute. They were such a great find. (laughs) 
I'm like, this is so brilliant. This is how my mind works on like color coding things. So I love that you could really bring it into your process. Everyone's a little different. Some speak their book, you know, like voice to text because that's how they process or they go by topic versus timeline, chronological. Like there's no wrong way. I just think that the aligned way that fits you, that's more of the right way mm-hmm. you know I'm yeah in air quotes right way um, yeah and so digging into that it was like oh this felt like a gem we have like a plan this yeah. will organize the next phase yes. okay. I love it I always end with a couple questions first question yes as we love not only information but writing usually writers love reading and books mm-hmm. as well so I'd love to know is there one book that has been super impactful to you along this journey or you just like I love this well no there are three books oh I love it and I read it it was like kind of serendipitous how I read all of these three books at the same time and the reason it's all three is because how the messages in all three books collided together to give me the one that I needed so it was um, Glennon Doyle, Untamed. And uh, I can't remember the name of the author, but she wrote the book, It's Okay, You're Not Okay, Understanding Grief and Loss in a Society That Doesn't Understand. And then, is it Martha Beck, The Way of Integrity? Mm-hmm. All three of those books, like, boom, 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 boom. I was reading some of them together and then I read Untamed right after. So it, all three of them are about change. Basically, mm-hmm. and like whether your change is driven by some great loss, and now you've got to deal with grief on top of everything else, and how do you do that? What does it look like? And then Beck's book, the Integrity book, was kind of about like, okay, here you are, now what? <laughs> and then goes through all of the iterations of growth and moving to your aligned true self. Because with that loss, I was like, what am I even doing? I don't even want to do any of these things anymore. It's not appreciated. It's not valued. So now what? Beck was like, well, why don't you think about it for a little while? And let me ask some questions to help you along the way. Yeah. Glennon's book was just, all right, this is what I was. This is what I am now. And this is how I did it. And you can do it too. So it was just kind of nuts. They do go together so well. Like some change we choose and Mm -hmm. some change chooses us. (laughs) And so how do we navigate that in a way that we come out still feeling even more authentic to ourselves, not less? Yeah. So those are so powerful. Thank you for sharing those. I will link those in the show notes. um, Oh, for sure. Oh, very worth listening to and reading i've listened and read untamed in the way of integrity i'll have to check it's okay it's not okay for the second question i love when we can learn a lot but i love even more when we can take action and Mm -hmm. integrate a little bit more of what we've learned so i'm wondering if you have a competent action step can be like one small step for the listeners to take based off of our conversation or whatever comes to mind, you're like, okay, this was a great first step I want to offer to you. To write their own story. 
or share their story. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I will share something. So my dissertation, like research theory foundation was on portraiture. And portraiture is basically a story. So you're taking all of the data that you have and you're telling it in story form. So like the main character would be a problem or a situation. And then the setting would be where you found the data and the context within it. So you're basically telling a story with the goal of the reader taking some sort of action after they read it. So throughout portraiture or even before going through the dissertation process, I didn't really think I had a story to tell. I was like, I'm just some random average white girl who wants to listen to me. And then as I was going through the story of portraiture and then just like listening to a lot of stories and having this experience, I was like, surely everyone's got a freaking story to tell. Every Mm -hmm. single soul has actually multiple stories to tell. Absolutely. So I think my advice would be just like, Pick one of your stories and tell it. Just one. Just start small. Like this book is just about my year off. It's not about growing up in a conservative Christian family and not realizing you grew up in a conservative Christian family until like 40 years later. Or, you know, it's like, there's so many stories. I could tell tons of stories just riding my bike. Just pick one and tell that story. Then pick another one and tell that one. So powerful. Your story matters. A hundred percent. Even if it's for sheer entertainment value, it matters. Absolutely. We all love a good comedian who's going (laughs) to roast themselves and make us all feel seen. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Start by sharing your story, little piece. I love that confident action step. Absolutely. Well, Susie, where can the people connect with you? Um, Instagram, Susie.Hodgin. That's probably the best one right now. Yeah. Yeah. We both live on Instagram. I think that's a good place to (laughs) send the people. Yeah. Yeah. I've loved your conversation. I love every conversation that we've had and am so excited that other people get to listen in on our conversation and get to know you and your story through this podcast and through this episode. I want people Women hearing other women's stories be like, yes, 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 I feel seen, I feel heard, I feel connected, I feel empowered. I am ready to like really embrace my process. I'm ready to honor myself and just really step into the knowing at a deeper level that our Mm -hmm. stories matter. Yes. And I think the more of us that tell our story. Honestly, I really, truly believe that the world will change when women start sharing their stories and start listening to each other. Like, I think there's so much power in us. Full body chills. Absolutely. Same Z's. Same Z's. Well, Susie, thank you so much for joining me today. And to all of you listening, thank you for spending your time with us. I love being able to offer this little haven of stories and women just supporting each other, empowered women, empower women. And I truly, truly believe that a woman who believes in herself and in her story 
is better equipped to help others transform. And so thank you so much for spending your time with us and I will see you on the next episode. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to What's Her Story. I love spending time with you. Now, I'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and leave a review because I love hearing from you. And if you found value in this episode, share it with a friend and then come hang out with me on Instagram at Erica Akinboye. Be sure to check out the show notes. I've included all important notes and links right there, including how you can get the latest free download that is exactly how to use your story to create social change. I'll be back here next week and hope you will be too. See you there, friend.